Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yep, another episode, uh, 12 or something. Yeah, we'll know. go with that. Look, that'll do. Um, so, the big thing is the Cricket World Cup. We've got rid of the... Um, finally through the... What do you call them? I think the, it's, the I first it's, a, stages. it's a group stage or whatever it is. Group. There's only two groups, so... Yeah, pool kind of A, pool stage. Yeah, the stage. Anyway, it, it's finished. <laughs> I, think, I think it should be... It's where you, um, the stage where you'll find out, you know, um, hardest effort, what they call it, encouragement awards for... Lesser nations who are not in the tier one teams don't play the tier one teams anyway. Yeah, so we said at the start, let's see who are the ones of the um, non, not the tier one teams that make it through. Yeah, um, Bangladesh got there. Yep, um, and, and the West Indies crawled through. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, they're still a test playing nation, but geez, they're struggling. Yeah, I reckon. And <laughs> I think they were lucky they were in the pool they were in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the bangers. Bangers did well. I mean, a little bit of luck that it was rained out against the Aussies, but, yeah. you know, fuck it, you take it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. I mean, in any tournament like this where it's a World Cup, you need a little bit of luck somewhere on the line to, yeah. to get across the line. And at the end of the day, they beat England. Yeah. So, England are back home. And there weren't many people who actually weren't cheering for Bangladesh because yeah. I don't really think... Nobody. <laughs> I think even half the English supporters... Yeah, were, I think the media were like, please, I've already got my story written. <laughs> well, it wasn't a total loss for England, though. Um, Freddie Flintoff won I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of he Here He did too He also won a nice Prodigy haircut Out of that too I saw Did he? I, yeah, I, a big I shave did. down the middle I saw the headline And not a second of the show <laughs> So for me to say The show is shit Not really that genuine But It's fair to assume It was shit Yeah And yeah I'm sort of the same boat Oh um, That's what I was going to say too uh, While we're talking about cricket um, I come back from a conference um, The other day um, yep. uh, At the awards dinner Kerry O'Keefe was the speaker. Oh, righto. Um, you know, the retired um, ABC cricket commentator with the most awful laugh or, or the it? best laugh ever. Depends on mood you're in, I think. Yeah. Um, he knows it's his moneymaker anyway, that yeah. laugh. Um, if you ever want to know what Dave Hughes will sound like doing stand-up in 20 years' time, <laughs> carry <O'Keefe. laughs> yep. The same cadence, the same <laughs> tempo, everything was the same as Dave Hughes. Yep. Um, and he did 20, 25 minutes of stand-up. It wasn't no storytelling. Oh, really? It was just, just stand-up, oh, really. Fair enough. You know, some of the jokes you've heard, but others that were made up. So that was all right. Anyway, yeah. back to the cricket. Um, so the quarterfinals, we've got uh, South Africa and Sri Lanka. That's the best quarterfinal. Yep. Um, now, South Africa have been going really well. They only had the one hiccup against India. Yeah, and I think especially they've been pacing it pretty well as well, you know. Yeah. There haven't been any real tough games so. No, and I think they knew they were going to finish one or two. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Sri Lanka could be a surprise, yeah. but their bowlers have let them down a bit. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at the batting. We'll talk about the batting later, but they got two in the top four or something like that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, India and Bangladesh, you'd expect India to yeah. canter home, and they haven't been um, 
challenged yet. No, really. they haven't really been extended. No, it'll be interesting once they face you know some of the other yeah. pool. Yep. Australia and Pakistan, another interesting one because Pakistan could come out and score four hundred, or yeah. they could score forty. Yeah, and especially yeah, Pakistan. It seems like they're hard just to pull it all together for one match. Yeah, it seems they'll have a few little patches, or have a good batting day and a shit bowling day. Oh, I tell you what, it's at Adelaide Oval too. Oh, really? So they're going to pack it out. Yep. Um, let's see. I think it's Saturday night on Adelaide Adelaide Oval. Jesus, there'll be some loose blokes around that game. And New Zealand's in the Windies. Yeah, I, I don't think you can't see the Windies getting across no. the line there. Unless um, Gale's going to come out swinging. Yeah, um, from the get go, he'll it. either score two hundred or nothing. That's it. And I think he's done that all all World Cup, and I think he's yeah. the highest score, and he's had a few shockers too. So <laughs> a lot of shockers. You're I, not really sure how it's going to go. I think yeah, ninety four percent of his runs come in that one innings or something like that. Right. Um, but New Zealand's interesting because Brendan McCullum, I think, is the best strike rate going around. Yeah, but I don't know if he's converted yet. Have they played out of New Zealand yet? No. Yeah, so they've all, all their games been home. Yeah, and now it's in Australia from here on, I yeah. think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting. Again, um, they were really only pushed against Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was yeah, an amazing game. It was a good game for, like, shit scores. Yeah, not even 400, uh, not even 300 runs scored. Yeah. Or 302, something like that. So, um, that'll be interesting. But I'd say you're looking at um, all those that you would expect to win should. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, back to, to our predictions at the start of the season. Yep. Uh, start of the World Cup. I said uh, for the batting, I picked AB de Villiers to lead. Yep. After the group stage, he's coming third, so that's not too right. bad. Um, a couple of not outs, but Sangrakara scored nearly 500 runs. Shit. Four back-to-back centuries. Jesus. Not a bad effort. Yeah, no, no, that's pretty good. For an old man. Regardless of who you're playing. Averaging 124. Jesus. And, I'm, and you know, he was in the hard side of the draw as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like he was belting up on the minnows. Yeah. Not a bad effort. Yeah, it is. An, and, I mean, he's one that you can never count out for putting up a ton or something like that. He's just... He's good at digging in. Yeah, just reliable. Yeah. Um, and I think we said at the start of the World Cup, his average in Australia was 60. Well, he's put he on... Too, yeah. yeah he's, he's doubled that for the Jesus. World Cup. So, that's not a bad effort. Um, almost as good an effort as number two on the batting without looking you'd never guess it so I don't no. know why I'm asking you yep. to guess mm-hmm. Brendan Taylor from Zimbabwe Brendan Taylor yep old, old yeah BT <laughs> yeah old BT, old BT <laughs> eh? that's what I was going to call him too <laughs> I think he had a couple of centuries he's averaging 72 sure. and he's second on the list so he's in front of AB de Villiers actually I can't remember. I remember one of the Bangladeshis putting up a ton against a legitimate team too yeah yeah um, Maybe it was England. Mamuladar, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think like he that. got two. Yeah. He got two, um, you know, one against England. Yeah. Um, which sent them packing. So that's extraordinary for the batting. And I had a look. Yeah. The Australians, not really really near the top. Um, Davey Warner's got the most, and that's because yeah. he scored 170 in one innings. Yeah. So we haven't had anybody dominate. It's just been somebody's done Somebody enough. stood up, yeah. 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 And except I think, for the New Zealand game. Have we had many changes besides Watson and... Uh, well, Bailey yeah. was in for the first one. That's right. We had Doherty come in for a game, I think. Yeah. Might have played two, but I think he only played one. Yeah. No, not really. Well, hopefully they were just, you know, pacing it. Yeah. It exactly. It, they don't feel like they're being stretched. No, no. And it seems like what's been stretched is this whole first stage. Yeah. It seems like it's gone for ages. It is a little bit. And but they had a rest day in the middle. So a rest day, really? We've got a couple of rest days now. Yeah. Um, but um, Mark Nichols said, uh, or Nicholas, yeah. um, said that um, there's two things that happen at the World Cup. It's a joining of all the nations that play cricket, uh, a celebration of all the nations that play cricket, plus you crown 
the best cricketing nation. Yeah. Um, it'd be a shame if you lost the first of that. And I kind yeah. of agree. Yeah. Like I say, there's some minnow that's going to come up or, or do something amazing. That's true. Um, and like, you know, the, the, the Bangladeshis. And- yeah. And for development of the game, you have to you know encourage those people because it's about grassroots cricket, as they say. Yeah. Well, Sri Lanka were a non-test playing nation at one stage. Yeah. You know, yeah. they've got a World Cup uh, under their belt. Yeah. It's more than England can say. Yeah. Um, now into the bowling where my predictions weren't as great. I said Malinga and Anderson would be the ones. Yep. Malinga was about 11th on the wicket-taking list with 11. Oh, yeah. He's, and, had, he's had a pretty good series. Yeah, he's been okay, but not dominant. Yeah. Um, but the Sri Lankan bowlers haven't been dominant. Don, bloody <laughs> dominant. Um, and Anderson, he's got five wickets from six matches. Really? Yep. So it, there was a time there where I think the two bowlers I picked were none for 190 or something. I don't remember who I picked. I, I think you picked Johnson, who was in, in there about. Yeah. Um, like but we both, neither of us picked Mitch Stark. Yeah. Well, who, who has the most wickets despite bowling the least number of overs out of everybody in the top ten? Shit. And obviously playing one game less, so there's ten yeah. less wickets he's up for. And he had that one game of six, six or five? something. Yeah. yeah. So he's got sixteen wickets. Yeah. At an average of eight. Damn. <laughs> that's that's Holy shit. I think it's. The best average ever. It's probably in line with his batting average cup. too. I don't think he's faced. Oh, he would have faced a ball against New Zealand, but yeah. that would be about it. Yeah. Um, and an economy rate of three point six eight. So Jesus, it's been the batters' World Cup, and he's got an average of eight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely leading the way with that. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. He's in the Australian team for quite some time. And the thing is. He- there was always a cloud over him coming into the World Cup. Like, he's not aggressive enough. He doesn't yeah. go after the jugular. Of course, Warner, you had the, the famous thing about him. Yep. Warner's been saying a few things lately. But it's just ridiculous. <clears throat> An average of eight. And they were like that one we got the six, but they were unbelievable wickets. Yeah, they were. They yeah. were crackers. <clears throat> so he's played one less game, bowled about 12 less overs than any anybody else in the top 10. And he's killing it. And obviously, he's still going. And it'd be interesting to see if there's something to that. If he's you know, that, that shorter spell with um, more attack. He's just been doing it. For it. Or he's just, just dialed in. and He's been taking the new ball and doing what needs to be done. And I'm guessing like the the policy of having a second new ball after the 20th over, I think it is, or something like that, or, or 15th. One from each end or something like that. Uh, I can't remember what they do, but um, can't remember whatever it is, well. it seems like it's sort of helped that middle period of boringness where the overs have just been yeah. bowlers and get through it. Well, they've also, the other rule change is the um, batting power play has to be taken by the 35th over or something like that. Uh, okay. Because you yeah. you smack it around in the final 10 anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's always, it, I think this World Cup has just about saved one day cricket for me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's been some awesome games. And the crowd's been huge. Games. Yeah, the crowd's been, been absolute everywhere. stompers. And obviously not just the Australians. No, the Australians haven't had the biggest crowds. Been the Indians. They were out in and full colours. And the Sri Yeah, huge. Tons of them. God, there must be so much tea going down. And is there any possibility of India playing Pakistan? Uh, there is, but it's unlikely okay. because Pakistan play Australia yeah. and India play Bangladesh. So India will probably win. Yeah. But if, if Pakistan get up, I think they might be um, playing in the semis. Yep. Um, if, if Pakistan beat Australia. Which, yeah. of course, we're hoping doesn't happen, but... Yeah. No, I still think Australia should get home. Yeah. But, yeah. But you never know. And yeah. then it'll set up a really exciting match between India and um, Australia, if uh, that's the way it goes. After we've been playing all summer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the other interesting thing is we're still waiting for South Africa to, to have their big choke. So... Yep. That'll be exciting. Yep. And yep. looking forward to it. Probably not this week, but maybe next week. 
Yeah, well, yeah, who said they got again? I'm sorry. Uh, who they got again? Uh, so, uh, they're playing Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. So, yeah. I mean, there's every chance. Every chance, yeah. Especially with Sri Lanka back first. Where did we say it was in Adelaide? So no, no, said- they're playing in Sydney. Ah, well, it's still a turning wicket, you would hope. Yeah, probably. So, I mean... Sydney's been a bit bland lately, but... Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think Sri Lanka's aren't that great at the moment, but they've got to be better than South Africa's, don't they? Well, I mean, South Africa have been just doing enough to get through without extending themselves. But I mean, they've still got A.B. De Villiers to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And the Sri Lankan batters have been killing it, and the bowlers have just been... Yeah. Yeah. So, their batting's really their defence. I think there's a lot of teams whose strategy is um, score more runs than them. Yeah. And that's it. Um, So, it'll be interesting... Just the toss in that game would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, who decides to um, bat first? Yeah, and who really wants to chase? Yeah, and I mean, that hasn't been the current trend of of strength between chasing and or setting up the runs. Well, at this the World Cup, at the start of the World Cup, it was all like let's set a score and defend it. Yeah, um, because batting second just seems so hard. But it hasn't turned out that way. There's been some great chases. Yeah, especially the Australia uh, Sri Lanka game where yep. I thought. Sri Lanka were unlucky because they're chasing what something ridiculous yeah, like three hundred fifty. Plenty, yeah. Um, and uh, Sankarakara was unlucky to be given out on what I thought was a no ball. Oh, um, that one, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. there was another um, very unlucky decision later on that um, escapes me right now. But um, you know that's the way these things go. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's been some big chases still, and, and some real mm. you know last ball wins and yeah, yeah last it's overs. Real close ones yeah the last over ones have been really good so the the quality of the games put on has been top notch yeah you, you couldn't ask for anything better that's it and I've even enjoyed some of the um, effort from the middle teams like Afghanistan put in a great effort even yeah. against Australia like they never looked like they gave up they always you know every ball they delivered they had intention behind it had a bit of a smack around for yeah, a couple overs there they did it was, it was sensational to watch yeah and um just the attitude was right you know what I mean and that makes a big difference between you know the shit team just giving up and going well you know we've yeah, come whatever. here and whatnot. but no I was really impressed by them actually um, it is always good when they put up um, the professions of, yeah. of all those ladies you got yeah. you know, executive and police, yeah. policemen yeah. and all that you know, hey, good on you champ yep that's it so soon they'll be cricketers I hope yeah, I was gonna say you, you never know. It's a good chance for them to put their hands up to get you know T yeah. twenty uh, leagues and yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, all right. So there we are. There, we're through to the quarters on the on the cricket World Cup. So hopefully next week we'll be able to say where the semi-finals are and they yeah. start to get serious. Then. Yep, and that kicks off in a couple of days, isn't it? Not tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow. The next. So Thursday. I think Thursday's the first one. Okay. Which yeah. is uh, South Africa and Sri Lanka. Yep. Um, so I think it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so anyway been a good good World Cup it has and I mean it's only really getting to the, the business end of things now so it's only going to get better yeah alright so the other big event over the weekend the big UFC 185 is, is this the first time we've seen two belts change hands it can't be many times I can't, I can't remember another time where it's happened no um, so big big event it was and um, it was it was a pretty good card to be honest um, the undercard was, was really good I think we started off it was off a stacked with- card Start off with, I think it was six finishes in a row. Yeah, yeah. Well, it might off. have even been more. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a decision until Roy Nelson, was it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, actually, there might be one for it. Well, I've got the results here anyway, so. And the undercard. Right, let's start from the bottom. Yeah, the undercard. We'll just go through the, the fights down the card that were exciting and interesting. Um, Joseph Duffy, who was obviously the last man to beat Conor McGregor. Yep. is his first fight in the UFC. He's just been signed. He defeated Jake Lindsay 
by absolute fucking violence. Violence, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just to step stood in front of him and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And the thing is, he was just so quick on his strikes. Like his punches were crisp and his leg kicks, he just flick him up. Well, like, especially in that division, you have to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, always um, the criticism is they don't have the knockout power, but you yep. know, if you hit him six times in the space of you know, yeah. half a second. You're going to be rattled. Yeah. And, and that's what he did. He just punches in bunches and... Um, just changed it up, changed levels, and he had him against the cage for a second. Not pressing him against the cage, but just situating against the cage. And yeah. He just threw this front head kick, like quick as a jab, yep. and just clocked him and then went to the body and that was it, all yeah. over. And of course, they're pushing for a rematch with Connor. A uh, few more wins under the belt first, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I think Connor's sort of got bigger fish to go after. Yep, they'll well, see how he, how he well, does. Is his next fight for the belt? Yeah. yeah. All so, they've just announced like a six-country media tour. Yeah, that they're both going to go on. They the UFC is really enjoying Conor McGregor for, yeah, the, for the yeah. promotion. Yeah, and um, so yeah, so that, it was a really good fight, and um, you can expect to see big things from him in the future. He looks like he's on the right course, and yep. he's got the right sort of style. That especially with Dana, the way he's trying to push fighters these days is into the more exciting fighting style, not yep. pushing against the cage. And so you'll definitely be seeing him again. Yeah, if you if you get a finish, you're going to get another fight. Yeah, and these ones are on the um. Fight pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight pass ones. And they had really good fights. The other one, another one that was on there was um, Ryan Benoit defeated Sergio Pettis. He was the younger Pettis. Was, was that with the kick up the arse? That was the big kick up, <laughs> kick up the arse. Almost, almost kicking the fruit basket too, I think. I think I got a couple of toes in there. Interesting way. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, you know, I think he already knew that he lost. Yeah. <laughs> he already knew he got arse kicking, I think. But um, it was a good, interesting fight because Pettis was dishing him up. It was yep. just in and out, in and out, quick punches and moving around, keeping the space at the right distance. But you could see Benoit was just loading up on everything, like from the get-go. Yep. And you could see as soon as he start trying to pressure with just bombs, Pettis would try and start throw a few and then get out. And he just got clipped by, I think it was a left hook in the end. But, yeah. It was a good left hook too. Uh, and then, you know, did the job. Yeah. Like, when he, once he hit the ground and started, yeah, yeah. started swimming and that, that'll yep. be enough. And I mean, that's, that's why, that's make the UFC exciting is that Someone can get dominated, but one punch changes things. Change, yeah. Um, I didn't see any of the post... Uh, was there anything in the post-fight conferences? or anything? I don't know if they did those for the family cards about the kick up the ass. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, Dana said that um, he didn't have a problem with it because he apologised afterwards. Did he? And was profusely apologetic. Ah, okay. And so, of course, heat of the moment. Of course, like the comparison with Paul Daly and... Um, uh, Dana said that the difference with Paul Daly is that he was in the ring at the time. Yeah. And also afterwards, Paul Daly didn't really care. And um, it, yeah. apparently Dana talked to Paul Daly afterwards behind the behind the scenes and he goes, you know, do you even want to be in the UFC? And he goes, I don't care. Well, so, fair well, enough. Right, well, see you later. Um, it, it wasn't really a, a kick with nah, mass. It wasn't. No. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't look good, <laughs> but I mean, it's not something where you're going to go, yeah, well, keep that out of it. I'm going to say, it wouldn't have killed a fly if there was yeah. a fly sitting there. And just looking at the action... It, it completely matched his explanation of it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It was Fair just enough. the heat of the moment and it was getting the shit kicked out of him for <laughs> was it two rounds or so something he, like that. So he kicked some shit back in. Yeah. And so he's one, he's like, holy fuck, yes. <laughs> Take <laughs> this with you. Why not? <laughs> just in case you're really sure your ass kicked, I'm going to put the stamp on it. And another one on the undercard was, um, which I was really impressed with, was Benil Dariush defeated Darren Crookshank. Yeah. And um, Now, this is a funny one. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Benil, young lad, born in Iran, moved to America. Um, I think he might be BJJ Brown or Black Belt. I can say, sure. it looked like he knew what he was doing. He definitely knew what he was doing. And but, the thing is, he knew how to mix it up in MMA too yeah. with proper, proper Jiu-Jitsu. When that fight got down to the business, it it 
it did look like Crookshanks was happy that the choke got in. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, when I looked at it, it almost looked like Crookshank finished it off for him. Like yeah. Just pulled his chin out of there a bit it, so he could... It did look like that. So he could like, get out I've, of it. I've seen enough. Yeah. Um, to be honest, man, it's probably not the worst thing to do when you're getting the shit kicked out like that because, I mean, I've Looking maybe only seen the towel thrown in twice in the UFC fight and they were like way at the start. Way whack, whack. yeah. Way at the start when that was like a legitimate way to finish the fight because there was no time on it or anything. Yeah. But, um... He, and even his stand-up, he just put good distance with his front left kicks. Well, and he's I mean, like got long legs too, big feet. Yeah, Crookshanks is, you know, he's an ultimate fighter um, winner. Alumni, but yeah. very one-dimensional. Yeah, in, yeah. In his, you know, his, his, his taekwondo or any okay, his stand-up kicks. And he's kind of in no man's land in the division and yeah. career-wise, I think. I don't think he's going to be content anything. Too, too one-dimensional. Yeah. But I was, I was really impressed with um, Darius's jiu-jitsu in yeah. the cage. It was really impressive. I think he, oh, I can't remember whose camp he's out of. It was someone. Um, nah, I can't remember. Can't remember. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, he got the rear naked choking round two, and the other one which was interesting was uh, Ross Pearson knocked out Sam Stout and performance of the night. Yeah, got fifty k for his troubles. Yeah, um, uh, beautiful hook, wasn't it? That was, oh. a, it was just, that fight from beginning to end was just beat him up, knock yeah. him down. Um, geez, the the last punch when he's just. When he's half yeah. knocked out and he sat up, yep. it was like a T ball. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm surprised Sam Stout sat up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought oh. he was not. He, he had no clue what he was doing. Like those ones that go down the record as a KTFO. Yeah, that's what they are. Absolutely, but he had no clue where he was. You can see his feet are down. Yeah, no defense. I thought, oh, don't, don't. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. he, he could have done a lot more damage than he did. Yeah, I know. He's, I mean, it wasn't quite Dan Henderson, Henderson and Bisping, no, but it wasn't, it wasn't far that off. Bad, but yeah. And um, I mean, we we, we claim. We claim Ross Pearson as an adopted Aussie. He's Mrs. Australian. He's and he Mrs. Australian. Lives yeah. here most of the time, I think. Because apparently he fucking hates the cold weather. So, yeah. Good on him. Makes you Aussie, doesn't it? I know. If you follow his Instagram, he's always photos at the beach or the pool or something. Yeah, with his missus. I, I think, think she's not, a ring girl, too. Not too bad she? on the eye. I think she's a model. Yeah, yeah she's definitely a model or something. I think she's done a bit of ring work. She's Aussie she, chick. She's probably done a bit of ring work. Yeah. And the main card. Had, so um, just on Ross, actually, he's. Yep. Um, I read with him today. He's he's talking it up too. You know, he's. Yep. I'm the best striker in this division, and body's feeling good, and feeling. You know, yep. he wants to keep going. So, yeah. you know, maybe a bit of a late career surge for him. And good well, on him. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, I always like Ross Pearson. Yeah. Ever since I remember that they were doing the smashes, Aussies versus English. When he was the coach, and he, he before actually announced the coaches, he goes, "I'll coach Australia." Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, my missus is there. I don't mind it. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I was like, fucking great work. Hey, anybody who just jumps and puts their hand up, you yep. gotta love it. Yeah, and especially like, could you imagine if it's the other way around? If Australia went, no, I'll coach English, yeah, they wouldn't come back. <laughs> nah. <here. laughs> yeah, the main card, which was um, it's a good card. We had some really good fights in there. We started off with Henry Cejudo, who I hadn't heard of before. Like okay. heard of him, you know, just yeah, through the, the not seen him. Yeah, so the intros. Um, he defeated um, Chris Carriasso. Um, Sejudo dominated the whole fight really yeah. it wasn't really close stand up and on the ground he just looked awesome and um, ended up getting the decision but it wasn't wasn't a tough decision so there you go yeah. first decision of the night yeah first decision was that one and um, you can definitely see that he's well I know he's definitely getting another fight soon because he put his hand up and told Danny he wants to be on the Mexico card which would be the Kane versus Verdum Verdum, yep. Verdum card and, and Dan said you're in done good Apparently, he's fluent in Spanish as well, so... Uh, good to be good so for the you know, media and whatnot, don't Yeah, they? Yeah, so we'll be seeing him again, you know, relatively soon. And um, 
it'll be inter- interesting to see who they put him up against in Mexico because that's a stack card. So there'll be no easy fights in that card. Yeah, yeah. It has been a couple of stack. Anyway, we'll talk about the stack cards later on. Yeah. Um, next up, we had Overeem versus Roy Nelson. What a funny old fight, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I'm watching it. You go, yeah, okay. Overeem's probably won, but Roy Nelson. Um, I saw him on the f- social media today. He had a point, which is you know one of them was moving forward all the time. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't Overeem. Yep. <laughs> but you know he, he really only worried him sort of once. Yeah, and that was kind of towards the end there. Yeah. And the thing is, Overeem. He just did what you need to do against Ryan Nelson. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think it was really anything to do with Overeem. I think it was more um, Jackson and Faraz Sahabi who put that game plan in him and said, the game you fucking together. do this, yeah. don't do anything else. Well, Overeem needed a win too. He did, he did. Oh, I and I think the UFC needed him to have a win. Yeah, why, why did he say that? Well, because they finally got him across here and he's his marketability in, in regards of big fights is huge because of his history. He's got K1 and yeah. European and they're trying long, to get into that market. Long time ago now though. It was, but he's still a name. He's still one that people want to fight. I guess they'd want to keep him just so he doesn't go elsewhere. Yeah, and also he's just like a fucking Superman looking dude. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, he's not Uber-ream anymore. Yeah, you yeah. know, the testing's taken care of well, that. Well, they said they had had trimmed, he had trimmed down to, I think it was 240 or something like that. Right. And that's like, for this fire, it's a big country, it needs to be quick and fast, so we've trimmed him down to 240. He's like, no. Pretty sure he's got off the juice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably going to be a light heavyweight you, not too gotta, soon. You've got to talk it the way you can. Yeah. But if you've seen the photos of when he was a light heavyweight, and then all of a sudden he's a heavyweight, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. It's like Barry Bonds when he was a first yeah. baseman. Uh, yeah. Sorry, when he was a shortstop, and then he was a first baseman. Yep. And you're like, well, something's, something's going, going on, on there. Yeah. A few couple of trips to Mexico or something. Yeah. yeah. And I mean... But he did look good. Like the the way he fought and like his Ooh. his kicks to the body looked yeah. nasty. Yeah, that was uh, vicious. And I heard uh, Rogan said it must be nice to kick Roy Nelson, nice and cushiony. Yep, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yep, I know. You see the welts that they were leaving on yeah. there. I was like, Ooh. But like, um, you know, having said that, it was it wasn't a bad fight for Overeem because yeah. um, he has uh, been accused of having a bit of a glass chin. Yeah, recently. Yes, and you know with. And he, with Something to back it up to. Yeah, <laughs> some good results to back it up. But, um, you know, he, he wore one from Roy, and Roy's a heavy heavy hands. Yep, yep. So he wore it and kept going. Yep, and anyway, that's what you need to do. But that's the thing with the heavyweights is that it, more than any other category, one punch is like... It, it can end it. End it, and your life probably. From just about anybody too. Yeah, yeah, anybody exactly. Anybody division. Yep. Um, next up, we had Johnny Hendricks versus Matt Brown, which, I mean, it was, it was always billed as the main event before Esparza and... Um, and JJ and JJ but um, the thing is on the actual on p- I remember reading the first release of the poster for UFC 185 actually didn't have Esparza and JJ on it it had, no. it had Matt Brown versus Johnny Hendricks and of course Rafael Dos Anjos versus um, yeah, uh, Pettis. Pettis so the other belt wasn't even on the poster no. and Esparza went hang on a second what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> but look on paper Hendricks versus Matt Brown I, I'm a big fan of Matt Brown yeah. um, but it does look like a mismatch yeah yeah it does and, and you, you've seen it before in in matt brown's fights if he gets someone who's just got such good upper body strength and control yeah. in wrestling it's really hard for him to work his aggressive guard yeah and that's that's what what did him in was that hendrix just sort of dominated him and neutralized his guard and didn't need to do anything else they're really just looking for something to keep hendrix and lawyer law occupied until they can fight again yeah exactly and i mean I think they'll fight again. I, to be honest, I, I don't see Lawler beating um, Rory. I think Rory would take that fight. Be, I hope so. Well, and, everyone loves Rory. Yeah, and I think we'll see the Hendricks first. Um, Rory. 
no, Hendrix first fucking Lawler as a number one contender. Number one contender spot. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to see uh, Hendrix Lawler three without uh, a belt on the line? I don't really. Uh, if you're going to do the th- three peat, it's got to. Be, I think it's got to have. The yeah, belt, so. so do I. If, if unless it's like in you know three years when no one wants to watch anymore. Yeah, who knows? So they do it. But I mean, there's lots of killers coming up in that category, so it's yeah. pretty tough. Like, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, he's probably got his hand up for after after Rory. After Rory, yeah. And I mean, with you know, quite rightly so. And I prefer to watch him fight than um, Johnny Hendricks. But I, I like Johnny Hendricks. Got nothing against him. Yeah, um, but people are sort of just figuring him out. He's yeah. just got to adapt and change. I think he's got to be a bit more dimensional than just dropping bombs and doing wrestling yeah. I think it's come to that point now in his career where people have figured that out he's got to mix it Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20 ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees Promote for new customers for limited time Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month Slows Full terms at mintmobile.com Well even the fight against GSP um, which yeah. you know, I still maintain that he probably won but, it, but uh, he, Yeah I thought that too But um, he didn't um, he didn't take it out of the judges' hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's still arguable. And yeah. Obviously, you know, the decision didn't go his way. So yeah, and I mean, if that, he wants to be great, yeah, uh, that's the next step. Exactly. And and it just seems in that division that that's not going to get you up to the top. It's not going to get to the number one. It's not going to get the belt anymore no. because people have figured it out. And and he's not the biggest dude there anymore, no. which, which he used to be before. And um, all right, the strawweight title was on the line for the yes. first time. Well, not the first time, but the first defense. The, the first, first defense for first. the inaugural champion. Yeah. So it was Carla Esparza versus Joanna Zizek. 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 That's what we're going with. We're yeah, going with Zizek. Um, and uh, what were you saying happened uh, before the fight when they asked her how to pronounce her name? Oh, yeah. She, she said, it's um, champion. So just call her Joanna champion. And done. That'll be it. So done. So it's either JJ or Joanna champion. Um don't know anyone that can pronounce the last name. I can't no. even spell it. No, no chance. Um, I saw the fight, and the first thing that popped into mind was um, Chuck Liddell versus Tito. Honestly, That's what it looked like. The first thing that popped into my mind was, you've got to throw in the towel. Like, yeah. This is the first fight of what we're watching going, nah, someone needs to end this. Yep. Throw in the towel. Um, it, that, the elbow that um, started the, the flurry that finished it, yeah. it was just so quick. Wasn't it? Yeah. And then it was just... it was. Chuck versus Tito. Yep. Just whack, 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 whack. And that's and, it. Um, I, I've got to say, it, it could have been stopped earlier, yeah. but the ref, um, it was a good stoppage. Yeah, it was. She hadn't hit the ground. Yep. It, <laughs> it, it was enough. Yep, and she hadn't hit her back, so no. she had to do something. You could just see, like, Carla came out and threw some fakes, and it's like, you're not going to punch her. No. Like, there's fakes. You're either going to move laterally and try and, you know, get around it, but try and take her straight up and just go for double legs. Yeah. As soon as you lose that first one or two, she's fucked. And the thing is, she only tried the same type of takedown. She's straight ahead, pushing in for doubles, and then changing to a single and trying to hook a leg around, and just got defended every time. Yeah. And it, it, I know, again, one of the big criticisms of the women's division is how light on it is, mm. uh, and uh, shallow for talent. Mm. I think it, it showed a little bit. Yeah, so do I. And like they've been talking about, I know Joe Rogan's talked about it a lot, is I think the better way is to go up to the 140 or 145 women's yeah. division. 
Yeah. Smaller ones. I mean, there are some some coming through from from Evicta, but they're still not at that level. I think it's it doesn't matter really what division. They've just got to wait some time. Yeah, yeah that's um, exactly what I think. And I think this was one of those moments where it's a step up in this is what it takes. You know, this is yeah. a person who's been fighting. JJ's been fighting Muay Thai for yeah. fucking ages. And she's been a champion across many divisions. And it's that difference in experience in, in these sorts of fights. It is almost that it's still style versus style. Yeah. In the women's division a yeah. little bit. Um, so you, you, you'll start to get the next generation to come through. Yeah. And then we'll have the more comp- competitive um, yeah. women's divisions. And that's it. And I think what makes it hard is that because it's it's that sort of situation, it's really hard to get um, sparring partners who are at that same level the yeah. fighter you're going to fight, which makes a big difference because there's no way, like you can say, obviously Carla knew she was going to be a striker and she should have brushed up on her defense and you know figured out her, her fighting, yeah. but against who? Like who's going to get in yeah. the gym? Yeah. So yeah. who, who like that? There? You just can't do it yet because the talent's not that deep. But I mean, it's interesting to see that they're going to Poland soon and they've now got a Polish champ, so... Well, I mean, Dana said thank you. And, thank you very much, yeah. I know Carl's been complaining a lot leading up to this fight about not getting enough exposure and not getting the Reebok deal, and Dana's going, well, let's fix that. <laughs> <laughs> On we go. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean... Paige, you're up next. Yeah. Where you go. On you go. And, um, but yeah, I thought um, JJ put on an awesome display of yeah. just sprawling and beating her up, yeah. making her pay for the, for the takedowns, and you could see... After the first few takedowns that got stuffed, and then she's still trying to do the same one, you're like, "This is over." I'd say it, it almost. Uh, it, there's no need for a rematch. No, you know what I mean. No, After no. somebody loses their title, yep. I know it's the first title defense, but yeah. you're like, "We've seen it." Yeah. Okay. Like, I'd like to see if Holly Holm could get down to the Adam Wake. I don't think she could, but no. she's pretty tall. Well, it'd be interesting to see how many people want to drop down because Ronda's dominating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they decide, you know, maybe I can go um, win a belt there, but. Well, that's the other interesting thing is that I know that for for all Dana's talk, he wants to see Cyborg versus Rousey. And he knows that Rousey isn't going to bring, isn't going to let it to any other weight division except for the 135 or... Well, just Cyborg's come out and said um, two things. One, that if size doesn't matter, why is she worried about... Why is um, Ronda Rousey worried about weight? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. Good call. Um, but also, I think she said, I, I can do it. Yeah. I can get down there again. But the thing is, even if she can't, Dana can force a hand by bringing in that 140 weight division. Yeah. Because Ronda wants to be the best. Yep. And I mean, if you've got a choice between the light heavyweight championship or the heavyweight championship, the most prestigious is always the heavyweight. Well, it's always, you know, you're talking about it with John Jones, eventually, do you want to go up? Because yeah. there's nobody else left to beat. And yeah. if Ronda's, you know, Owen, uh, sorry, 10 and 0 yeah. Yeah. With, with a belt, you know what? 10 pounds up, there's another belt for you. And especially if um, Cyborg has that belt. Yeah. It's or, going to be interesting. I mean... Yeah, it's it's the only fight that's left. Yeah, and for Ronda. it's the only fight you can sell. Yeah, and so if if she can't make it down and Ronda's refusing to fight at one thirty five, I think that'll be a little strategy that um, Fatidas might bring in or Dana and it, sell tickets. force a hand. Yeah, it'll sell and tickets. I mean it's a business. You know what yep. I mean? I'm sure they like Ronda, but hey, short of you know somebody doing a Matt Sarah to Ronda's GSP, yeah. there's yep. no other fights yeah. that, that are interesting yep. anymore. Exactly. Yeah, there's no one that can. Uh, pay to see a fight besides maybe Cyborg and well they're going to have to go outside of mixed martial arts and try and find somebody yeah um, and again you don't you, fucking touch judo whatever you do yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah maybe they can get the girls that won the silver and bronze when yeah, um, yeah. When, when Ronda won the sorry the silver and gold when Ronda won the bronze but True. again he's going to dish them up so yeah. what's the point that's it but you know we've got to find something though yeah 
I think it's she's far too marketable. Exactly. Yeah, and they're in danger of losing her to Hollywood and whatever the hell she's got planned. I think she's still happy to fight. You know, yeah. once or twice a year, then fuck off and do a movie and come back. Yeah. And I think someone like Ronda's got a lot of pent up aggression. Yeah. <laughs> she feels like she, she needs, needs to, to beat the fuck out of people right yeah. now and then just for sanity. Oh yeah, that brings us to the main event of the night, which of course was for the lightweight belt, which is um, defending. Yeah, Showtime. Showtime Pettis versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, and i got to say, I picked it. Yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I thought it'd go the, the distance. Yep. I, I thought Dos Anjos, he's had a brilliant six months. Yeah, as he's been on fire. And he just proved that. Like, this was not even close. Yeah. Not even close. And I mean, Pettis did get the, not post in the eye, got punched in the eye yep. in the first first round, which, which affected his, his vision. But the thing is, with Pettis, you, you need space to operate. You need space yeah. to kick and, and space to really set up his moves. And Dos Anjos just didn't give him any space at all. Just yep. always against the fence. But to be to be fair, Pettis didn't really try and work for his own space. And for the few times that he did, he was actually successful. Yeah, okay. But I'm um, guessing like maybe the eye, the eye troubles might have been a factor of him just trying to get space by pushing back instead of trying to push sideways and work his way around. Just get and, a proper look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean... It was amazing by Rafael Dos Anjos. It was an awesome display. Yeah, a complete display. Yeah. It, it was like TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. Um, it was the right game plan for the, executed perfectly. Yep, yep. Um, and it really puts a bit of a dent in Showtime's plans to be the pound for pound greatest. But <laughs> Well, that happens when you lose a fight. Yep, every, every fighter has these troubles, don't they? Um, you reckon he'll suit up for a rematch? Yeah, D- yeah. Down I the think so. yeah. I, I reckon it will be a good rematch too because Pettis has got a lot to go home with. Yep. And, um, and I mean, he's he's got a good head on his shoulders, Pettis, and you can yeah, see him going fighter. going home and analysing this and, and brushing up, up on it. his weaknesses, and yep. and really just coming back a much complete fighter and with a new plan. Yeah, I mean, it could could be like GSP. You know, he started out with sort of karate, worked on his wrestling, then worked on his boxing, yeah. and really rounded out his his entire skill set. Yeah, um, so it'd be interesting for him. Um, yeah. But again, a, a, a fascinating division. Again, yeah. it's it's good that we've got so many divisions where um, the the race for the belt is really on because yeah, yep. when you got your heavyweight and your light heavyweight yeah. sort of decided yeah um it, it's good to see um yeah, some some belts changing hands yeah and I was, we're trying to think of um what belts hadn't changed hands there's obviously rousey's got hers yeah josie aldo is that his for ages is that his since that weight division started up yeah oh okay oh, yeah, yeah. sorry no, i'm not no, sure if mighty mouse has had his since that division opened up i can't remember I'm I'm pretty sure he has because yeah. they had the little mini tournament. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And uh, did he he had the draw with Ian McCall? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. No, no it was, it was the, he lost the decision, but it was meant to be a draw, so they had a rematch, and he won the rematch. That's right. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Sorry, yeah, Mighty Mouse won the decision, but yeah. then it got changed to a draw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. I think three belts that uh, have never changed hands. Yeah, so they're the ones that that they really. I mean, you've tried to tee up Ronda for some good fights and she's just dominated everyone. Yeah. And I mean, they're hyping up Connor against Josie. And I mean, you can buy into the hype, but you've still got to respect what's actually gone down. Yeah, Josie Aldo is still going to be favourite. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah, that's it. And Elon being Mighty Mouse, and yes. I mean, this seems like they're just waiting for, um, what's the little ninja called? John Dodson. Dodson. Waiting for him wait, to see if he can step wait, up and. Waiting for him to mature. Yeah, yeah. As a fighter. Yeah. Um, which would be great because you know he, he's because um, that's a fight that I'd love to see yeah Mighty Mouse versus John Dodson they've already fought once I think I can't remember I think so but I, I could be wrong because it's like little ninjas in that thing it's, it's oh, fucking awesome and 
he's always smiling. Yeah. I don't know why, but you got to love a yeah. f- little fella that's always smiling. No, even smiling Sam Alvey. When he's yeah. fucking knocking yeah. dudes out, smiling, big ranging looking dude. <laughs> always got to cheer for those guys. Yeah. All right, so that's the wrap of the UFC. Um, We've got um, UFC Adelaide coming up in a month or so. We do, we do. It's it's Hunt versus Steve Miocic. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think that'll be a kind of a setup to try and get Hunt in a title shot for... Well, if he wins. For Melbourne. They're going yep. straight to Melbourne. Yep. Um, which, uh, in November, which they've already announced is... Uh, I think they announced the the day after our last yeah, podcast. I think they, like yeah, they did too. Yeah. Confirmed it's happening at Etihad. So yep. if anybody wants tickets, let me know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want them to. Yep. Um, but interesting, over the weekend, the first official Victorian cage fight... There was too. Um, ...happened. Hex, it was Hex, yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting, there were no fights out in the street funny that yeah it's funny funny how martial arts teaches respect and discipline and yeah <laughs> and, and apparently you know everything went um normal and afc's fighting this weekend i think i think so yeah the uh, was there another one down in tasmania in the weekend yeah tassie's um, yeah, i saw some renegade website that yeah boys down there callan potter, callan uh, potter yeah. lost, right. his, lost his belt i think his belt um, hopefully it's just uh Sort of momentum builder and go back and work on a few things and uh, come back stronger. Best thing about losing a belt is you get a chance to get it back. Yep, that's true. So, so I, know, I wish all the best for Callum. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be um, really good to see that uh, the, the first event went off without a hitch. Yeah. Um, it, it is funny to think there was less issues at the UFC, uh, sorry, at the Hex cage fight than there was at the darts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And but, the thing is, like, it's just. We're it's not just, surprised. Yeah, it's just about perception. And even when trying to explain to people, look, it's not like that. I just try and not be facetious and say, all you got to do is go into a gym. Go yep. step into like a BJJ gym or a mixed martial arts gym. And you find out just how yeah. nice everyone I'm is. not saying you're going to go up there and get beat up and then go, oh, shit, yeah, they're for real. No, you're no. going to go in there and realize how nice everyone yeah. is and how disciplined how it is. overly nice. Because if you if you try to step out of line, you can get the fucking shit kicked <laughs> out of you. Like these guys are trained killers, man. And yeah. they're the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, it, it is weird. Um, it was. I read uh, one of the papers which was trying to do um, a, a negative article on it, and they showed somebody with a blood nose, and they went blood in the cage. And we're like, "Well, you see a blood nose at the. F- yeah. It's a blood nose. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that's the, that's the worst you <laughs> I mean, could get. It. Yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, if that's all you've got, then you know, don't become a doctor. Don't no. <laughs> don't do anything to do with blood. Oh, silly. Yeah, but, but nobody's surprised. No, it's just old cunts running this shit. Yeah, need a bit of a wake up call. Um. And I mean, the thing is, they, they talk about, you know, you don't want these kids to be, these people to be role models. And it's like, and you see, man, there's a lot of people who are college graduates, yep. been through the whole system, dedicated their lives to one thing and become the best in the world at it. What, what no problem want? like you to turn out like that. Yeah. Train um, six hours a day, every yeah. six days a week, yeah. seven days a week. Not just in one sport. That's the thing. Mixed martial arts, it's not so much one sport. It's, yeah. it's the accumulation of lots of different martial arts and but, the, the application. I mean, we're in Australia and we love the, the stories behind people that have yeah. done it. Just if any of these detractors went and spoke to Mark Hunt. Yeah. I mean, he's the biggest yep. name at the biggest card that's going to happen in Australia exactly. until the next biggest yep. one in November. God-fearing man too. Yeah. And just listen to him and how he, you know, he was offered to buy out his contract yeah. and he said, no, fuck it, I, I want to keep fighting. Gonna fight. And now he's headlining everywhere and, yep. and you know, taking fights on two weeks notice yeah. in, in Mexico. Too. It's a... <laughs> awesome story yeah and, and it's, it's an inspirational just, story you know what I mean and you want to see where are your role models yeah exactly that'll do yep yeah that'll do <laughs> how many people are there that have been through Mark's hunt situation and yeah. not turned it out to be a Mark Hunt yeah exactly you know? and he's still you know putting it out there at 39 or whatever he is yeah and looking the best he's ever been yeah 
and still knocking cunts out. Yep. But anyway, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, now, just before we came in, um, we'll talk a little bit of footy. Yep. You know, because um, I know that you don't know this yet. All right. Um, a couple of days ago, and uh, Ryan Crowley was announced that he's on indefinite leave. Really? For personal reasons, right. Fremantle said, but he's still training with the squad. Yep. The reasons came to light today. And there? He was issued with a show cause notice back in September last year. Really? For violating the anti-doping um, wow. code. Now, more details came out. He actually tested positive um, for a banned substance in round 14, I think. Right. Um, back in July. And the show course notice came in September and he took a voluntary suspension from then, which is very interesting because that must have been just after they lost to Port Adelaide in the finals. Yeah. So nice time to take your voluntary yep. suspension. <laughs> um, and now it's, uh, it's I think, um, first thing, Frio have done awesome to keep it quiet for yeah, six. Yeah, bloody oath. Was it seven months? Yeah. Or, or six months? Yep. Um, but uh, they couldn't keep it quiet forever because, you know, NAB Cup's coming to an end and round one's coming up. And yep. he, if he starts playing again before the sanctions come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like the banned substance was um, most likely in a painkiller that he took um, without the advice of the club doctor. So he right. went to a, another doctor who gave him painkiller. Yep. So there's two ways of looking at this. One is, geez, you're unlucky. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's not Ahmed Saad. Unlucky, yeah. but it's still you've, yeah. you've taken just you know something that's probably over the counter exactly, and it's got a banned substance in it. Yeah, but on the other side, should know better. Yeah, exactly. And you have a club doctor for a reason. Yep. And it's, yeah, but in light of Essendon, you can't really trust your club doctors these days. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can trust your club doctor. That was the problem with Essendon is they didn't trust their club doctor. Yeah. Doc Reed said this, <laughs> something's a bit funny here. Um, yep, true. So, but and I know for a fact that club doctors, you know, they don't do nine to five. Yeah, like yep. they'll they'll take a phone call at midnight, yeah, any day of the week. They'll go on end of season trips with the players. Yeah, because especially these days with the banned substances, a lot of substances aren't banned because they're bad for you or they're performance enhancing. Yeah, because they're masking precursor agents, or masking yeah. agents and things like that. Yeah, like even when I saw with Anderson Silva getting popped, and I saw one of them was Tamazepam, and I'm like. Fucking nice. He's had to go to sleep. Yeah. Like just a, and it's like not a strong sleeping pill. It's a very mild sleeping pill. Well, you, like, what? Yeah, if you go back even to cricket, I mean, Warney got done for diuretics. Yeah. And that was a 12-month or an 18-month layoff. Yeah. No, yeah. that's just because it was a masking agent. But yeah. I mean, I don't know what Warney could have been taking for performance-enhancing spin bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Menthol cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He loves a pie, a pint, and fucking a ciggy, so... <laughs> um, so, um, look, with uh, Ahmed Saad got two, did he get eighteen months for you know, basically an energy drink? Yeah, something like that. So yeah. it's not looking good for Crowley. No, because um, that'll mean you know uh, backdate it to September last year it means he sits out this whole year. Yep. You know, he he's, lines up next year and he's thirty-one, thirty-two. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, he doesn't rely on his on his athleticism, but he still he chases one of the yep. best runners yeah. around all day. It's that's a tough and, time. And the thing is, just at that age of sitting a year out, yeah. that, that takes well, a huge toll on your game. It, or he could come back rested. Yeah, true. He might be true. all the little niggles because they all have them at that age. Yeah, but it's it's still, geez, you got to keep. It's not something you want to do. It's a lot of running you've got to do for twelve months. I'm guessing that probably a year without pay, isn't it? Oh, depends on his contract. I mean. Yeah. I guess he's got to be paid something. Yeah. Otherwise, get a retainer or something. I have no clue. I mean, I'd have thought that would be some sort of financial penalty. I thought you can't just get suspended and still get paid. Seems a bit 
stupid. I, yeah, but I mean, man's still got to earn a quid, doesn't he? Yes, it's true. It's true. But I, yeah, I don't know on that side of it. I mean, Ahmed Saad didn't because he got delisted, but that's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, I made the crucial mistake of reading the Facebook comments on the <laughs> AFL page. Or the, one of the first comments was, um, oh, typical, they're um, focusing on a non-Victorian player, you know, the Vic Bias, putting this up. <laughs> They wouldn't talk about it if it was a Victorian player. And I immediately thought, no, I've, I've heard of something before. Yeah. What was that during the whole summer? <laughs> what was it the last two years? The first comment said the same thing. Um, the, the Essendon saga the last two years, it didn't ring a bell. But, you know, there you go. Yeah. Really, again, who's to blame? Me for looking at Facebook comments. Yep, exactly right. <coughs> but, um, yeah, and I think, yeah, he's probably... Cuz got popped again or something like that, so... Well, the last I read, he was um, being admitted to a mental hospital, which is probably, you know, 10 years too late. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. I, I don't mean that as a joke. I mean, it's obviously there are issues there. Yeah. It's a shame. What I was saying, he was found in the security zone of the yeah. army base or some something shit. Something like that. On a mission. Gone Fucking hell. Full Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, it's, yeah. Just a little lad too, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, look, all you can hope is maybe um, he pulls through and he'll have a good story to tell. Yeah, that's exactly right. If he be a he lesson, gets, gets his son in line and gets himself in gets, line, gets father sunned into Richmond. <laughs> uh, I don't think he qualifies. <laughs> I don't think he played enough games even. Yeah, maybe West Coast won't take the chance. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We've Stay been on before. We've been burnt. Just got rid of all those cunts. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've tried hard to clean them out. Yeah, but, uh, it's a, it's a shame. It is a shame because I liked Cuz. I was, I was at his last game yeah. it was when he pulled his yeah. hamstring and he's yeah. still playing on because I just got to finish the game. Because fuck it, yeah. And against Port it was. So. That's right. Fucking Port. Which we gave a touch up the other day in that challenge. Ooh, oh, look out. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't think I recognise their team, but. I saw um, Essendon and Friends versus GWS. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. No. It's so hard to watch. It is, yeah. And thank in God fact, it's nearly finished. Yep. Yep. Can't wait for round one. Yep. Got our tickets. Yep. That's yeah. it. You've got um, the, the big traditional um, Richmond Carlton opening yep. night, Thursday night. I've got my visa booked already. We'll be live tweeting. Right on the fucking fence, I think we are. Yeah. Uh, Might yeah, see yeah. camera. I was, Look out. I was worried because I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, we're going to be out in the sun and everything. And I thought, no, night game. Night game, yeah. Night game, yeah. The problem is we probably won't see the other side of the field just because of the grading of the oval. But it doesn't uh, matter. We've got a big screen anyway. So yeah. that's how the field you don't watch it. I've, I've never seen um, a game from the fence before. So it's no, me neither. I've never had a chance to really, you know, really get stuck in some players and some umpires. So <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> if, you, if you hear someone on the TV being a loose cut, it's probably me. Yeah. We should get some clicking balls t-shirts made up. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like effort though. Yeah, I know. It's black tape on a white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can get that done. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Hawthorne Geelong on the on the Easter Monday. That's right. That'll be a cracker. Cracker Amazing. of a game. Amazing. Um, I reckon Geelong they look dangerous. You see Mitch Clark nope. kick six um, in their warm up and took a screamer. Damn. Um, I tell you what. Oh, David Schwartz on the radio the next day is just is breaking his heart. <laughs> that Mitch Clark's it's the best game he's played since leaving Brisbane. Yep. And. Oh, I mean, I know it's only NAB challenge, but geez, yeah. Melbourne, they just get kicked every time. Don't, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they can't take a trick. The thing is, there's just so many problems. Everything just goes wrong for them. You oh, know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's Melbourne. That's it. But, you know, one day maybe they'll come good. Who knows? 
Yeah, it's they say it's cyndical, uh, um, so we'll yeah. see if they ever hit their upswing. I don't think it's going to happen. It's uh, not for a while anyway. Poor old bastards. Um, all right. Um, got anything else going on? No. Nope. Uh, there's a bit of F1 on the weekend. Oh, yeah. I'll cover a little bit of that. I did not see a second of it. But to be honest, like, I, I love F1, but it was a boring as shit race. And well, Melbourne said- Melbourne always is. Like, Albert, Albert Park's a lovely area. You know, it's a great view of beach and the city, but the actual track sucks. It's just not conducive to exciting racing. There's, you know, it's just a boring track. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't see a second of it, but from what I was hearing on the radio with the updates, they just said Mercedes can't be beat, so we're yeah. racing for third. Yep, that's that's exactly right. Mercedes were, I think, thirty seconds clear of uh, Vettel in third by the end of the race, yep. and they're only racing each other. But I mean, there was some exciting things happened, and the thing is, with the start of the season, it seems like teams have gone backwards with engine development because. We had, I think, 15 people start the grid, and by the first lap, there was 13 cars left. Yeah. That's out of 20. Yeah. So it was kind of a non-event, really. It wasn't much that happened. And I think a couple of the teams went into administration over the summer. They yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, that's it. Marusha or Mana now were there, but they just couldn't get their systems working to put a car on the track. And I mean, if you cut it that close as a driver, you probably wouldn't want to be yeah. racing that machine around a track. At Give it a miss, I think. 300 plus Ks. Yeah. So um, Hamilton won, and uh, Rosberg comes second, Vettel third. Rosberg, uh, Rosberg, Ricardo came seventh, I believe, seventh or sixth. Yeah, seventh, I think. Yeah. Slightly disappointing for him then. Yeah, it is. But I mean, the Renault engine's nowhere at the moment, so you can't really, can't really do much at the moment. That's just what what they're stuck at. And his teammate Kvyat didn't even make on the grid. Started yeah. the car up and went out there, and that that's the end of that. Well, he's just the number one driver then. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. But um, next one's in Malaysia in two weeks, so hopefully there's some improvements there, and hopefully you get a full grid. Yeah, but it's disappointing with you know shit race, not many cars on the grid, and general lack of excitement. What are the crowds like? Anything? Uh, I think the crowds were were pretty good, pretty decent. Yeah, I think with Ricardo being you know prominent these yep. days, that sort of got a bit of fan, a bit of the local fan excitement. Yeah, but I was never under the impression he was going to do well. I didn't. No. And to be honest, I like watching the race, so I, I like going for the experience. But you can't do you say shit. You can't say no, no. unless you've got like a real high grandstand and yeah. Charlie Whiting's back pocket or something. You don't see shit. So I watched it at home and. Yeah, I'm glad. It's I'm good glad. coverage. Yeah, yeah, it is good coverage. Mark Webber and Alan Jones were awesome in the commentary. Uh, the Channel 10, they should just restructure everyone the fuck out of there. Yeah. Keep Mark Webber and keep Alan Jones. Uh, apparently, Jerry Clarkson's looking for a job, so you can stick <laughs> him in there too. And then there's your team. Fucking go for it. They're the only ones that have anything relevant to say. Yeah. The rest of them just talk fucking bullshit. And the worst part is just Channel 10 doing their fucking shithouse job of cross-promotion. Oh, Fucking hell. And they've got people in there okay. talking about F1 who've got no fucking idea what they're talking about. Okay, how good has the Cricket World Cup been because yes. they can't do cross-promotion? Yep, exactly right. The, exactly right. The sound from the first game, they sorted out, and now it, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I'm really impressed with the cricket, cricket coverage, even the commentating. Wouldn't you I hope say. that it filter through? You would think so. And it's like it was like 10 treated like the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Like it was, it was a little fashion get-together and... Like, I don't know if you've seen car racing fans. They're not the people who would like to go on the Melbourne Cup. You no. know what I mean? <laughs> but whatever. I just usually legal stream it on fucking... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> off Sky. Get, uh, get the overseas commentators. Wow, yeah. And like, I would feel bad, but I really don't feel any remorse about ripping money off from Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck him. Fair <laughs> um, I think the only other big event on the weekend was the Arnold Classic. Yeah. Um, was going on. I... Just been catching the snippets that yep. have been shared on Facebook. The world record deadlift, which is not a bad effort. Yeah, um, you know, big lad. So it was good. Uh, hopefully, the we'll see the mountain try and get that uh, record back. Yeah, wow, yeah, be interesting. 
Yeah, we'll follow uh, up on that one. An- <laughs> another another win by the English over the weekend. So yeah, Did they they win. Oh, the, they that was uh, I think ah, Eddie Hales. Hales, I think his name. Was. I can't remember. Oh, I was, was going to say the funniest thing was was that um, England had another real massive loss in Formula One. McLaren they qualified last. Oh. And Jensen Button, the only person that finished the race that didn't get a point. Wow. <laughs> only 11 finishes. Jensen Button, 11th. <laughs> no points for him. <laughs> fucking shit summer for the English in Australia, I'll tell you that much. What do you mean, though? I mean, Freddie Flintoff. We've already spoken about it. Oh, yeah, well, true. So that's it. That's I, their win I for the summer. I think he's almost Aussie now, isn't he? He's, oh, fuck it. We'll claim him. Well, it was funny. Well, I think we spoke about it before. He, he went back into cricket because the phone wasn't, uh, phone wasn't ringing. Oh yeah. Um, so and now I'll tell you what. I think he'll be back out here every oh, yeah. summer. Absolutely. Because uh, yeah, we'll, we'll claim him as well. Him, yep. Ross Pearson, Michael Bisping. They can all keep yep. stay out here. They're welcome anytime. Yep. Give them a passport. Sort them out. Yep. There you go. We're giving you two Minogues. Yep. That's exactly back, right. Something else back. And the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if I mean England. They they go out. Did Ireland, Ireland progress through the World Cup? Have they progressed. Oh, nah. damn it. I thought it'd have been great if the Irish went through and English did with an Irish brilliant. captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the I mean, only was it four teams that didn't make it? it was UAE, um, Ireland, Scotland, and England? Oh yeah. So yeah, the poor old Great Britain didn't uh, didn't fare, didn't fare too well. so well. Nope. Better luck next mm, four years. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably host it. Yeah. Um. All right. We good. Yep. That's it. I've got anything more? No. Um. Yeah. All right. That'll do us in. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.